because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting Just a monster. Dr. Frankenstein, I presume? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, you look a lot like your great-grandfather. He was quite a man. You just don't find those old country doctors anymore. Mr. Munster, I will come straight to the point. I have brought with me something that I think you would like to have a look at. But you must be careful not to mention it for reasons that will become obvious. Oh, gee, I hope it's something my wife wouldn't mind me looking at. (laughs) Mr. Munster, prepare yourself. Mr. Munster, meet Johan. (laughs) Gee, Doc, is it safe? Hello and welcome. We were starting, right? Yeah, okay. Yep. I, I like <laughs> there's just some kind of didn't feel right. Hello and welcome to another amazing one of a kind genre defining lost clone episode. I don't fucking know of the monster on our day on I think he means that we're the only show that watches the monsters or something like that. <laughs> we're the only that's, show that's what that he said. I understood every word of that. Lost oh. its mind. Uh, because we have shunned everything uh, in existence. True. Known to man, except for, holy shit, I'm looking at this. We got that opening clip. Mm-hmm. All right. I, okay. So we shun everything. We watch the monsters. Now, I got to share the screen again real fast. I've got to point something oh. out to you because it's, I think it's a thing. Is he missing his index finger? Unless it's curled down Oh, man, if it's curled down, that is the most flexible index finger <laughs> I've ever seen. Well, also, that's not a thumb, right? No, that's his thumb right there. That's a weird-looking thumb. Oh, maybe his thumb's just bending in a... Yeah, his thumb's oh, bending okay. in a weird oh, way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That, that, right, it's, a, gonna... it's a weird perspective. Yeah, I mean, he's got, like, he's got quite the meaty thumb with some, like, webbing between it, looks like. But Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway... My name is, <laughs> I'm a monster hunter. I have all my fingers and toes. Uh, joining me at the monster headed sectional of monsterism is the world. Oh, they shot DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, KG, shot DMC. Uh, all my toes are there. All my fingers are there. Uh, monster hunter extraordinaire. Oh, you went for the rhyme. Uh, and the other one that we heard earlier that definitely has all of his fingers and toes and maybe extras in a jar mm. or something uh, oh. is the only one, Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hello. Yeah, I actually just finished sewing on a few extra toes myself this morning. <laughs> sewing uh, some did, on. Did yeah. you find Did you find them where you found the Q-tips last time? Just uh, yeah, just, yeah, there's a weird amount of uh, just toes laying around my apartment mm-hmm. complex. So I mm-hmm. just picked them up, sewed them yeah. on my feet. And now, you no, know, surprisingly, I'm like ten times faster. Ten times faster with Obviously. all these extra toes. Oh yeah, they give me the like they just propel me at such strength. <laughs> I can just leap, leap with such power. That's oh, nice. Goodness. Wow. Well, I can set some on if you want me to. I, I get you guys hooked up with these. Oh, toes. on me? No. Um, I I'm I'm good. Up. My feet are. I got wide feet and stuff anyway. So uh, 
buying shoes is hard enough without any extra toes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about toes anymore. No. Uh, we got other fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's okay. talk about this. How I'm a little self-conscious doing? about my toes now. but uh, oh, Sorry, right. there, Terry. I'm doing good, Derek. How are you? Okay. I'm great. I'm good as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, Terry. Excellent. All right. So I'm uh, totally fine. Oh, ah, boy. Yeah. Ah. See that I supportive laughter, unlike the I laughs I got last week. I can't tell if Keith's supportive laughter was <laughs> fake or if it was true. Uh, that felt real. It did. You know yeah, what else? The feels first like? one was very real. Yeah. I can assure you it's very real. Totally real? Hmm. Totally real. Uh, you know what else is totally real? Terry. You're the recline button on the side of the chair. I need you pressing to press it with it my toe. Okay. You're going to recline. Don't press it with your toe. Press with your finger. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. You and I were going to recline because we need to talk about season two, episode 26 of Visit from Johan. But before we can do that, Keith's going to saunter up to the cleanest bookshelf on the face of the earth mm. and touch the most disgusting book. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Ugh. It's dripping. Like, I don't know. What is it? Oozing? What is it? Oozing some sort of I mean, slime coming off of that thing is probably geez. earwax still. Earwax. There's some, little, there's some little toes on here now. Two little pinky toes. Oh, uh, sorry, I did yeah. that part. My bad. Two little pinky toes oozing, <laughs> dripping, covered in sphincters. This mm. book is the worst, and it is yeah. the. It's good. He's going to open it up though. He's going to lovingly oh. caress it, open it yeah. up, and read <laughs> to it from us. <laughs> read for heights he again. That book. I said the exact same thing I said last time. He's going to read to it from no he's going to read from it to us oh in this week's edition of the monster hunters almanac factoid factoid of the week all right all right uh let's open up the book to march 17th 1966 uh guess what folks it was a thursday 76th day of the year 1966 the 11th thursday of that year and it was saint patrick's day Oh, how about oh, that? Right. Yeah. That's cool. oh, so goodness. people went out, got a little tipsy, came home, watched the monsters. It's also 51 years before my youngest daughter was born. She was born on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. 51 that's... years after this episode aired. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty cool. Maybe she's like uh, a reincarnation of this episode. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> in, in a previous life, you were. <laughs> <laughs> monsters episode that aired on yeah. TV. No. There are 175 days left until uh, Derek, your daughter, has our birthday, so you start planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this have. episode will be 58 years old when that day comes around. Mm-hmm. There have been 21,010 days uh, since then. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, lots of news going on March 17th. Well, not lots, but there's a couple of these things, including what I think might be our oldest, uh, our oldest fact in this book altogether march 17th 45 bc whoa uh julius caesar julius caesar has last victory defeating pompeian forces of titus uh and pompey the younger in the battle of munda oh boy wow okay that's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah maybe that maybe this episode is a reincarnation of that maybe Maybe, maybe. Uh, now, speaking, I mentioned it was St. Patrick's Day. So 1780, the American Revolution, George Washington grants the uh, Continental Army a holiday as an act of solidarity with the, with the Irish in their fight for independence. All right. Cool. Yep. Uh, 1941 in Washington, D.C., the National Gallery of Art is officially opened by President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Okay. Excellent. 
And in 2013, the largest meteorite since NASA started observing the moon in 2005 hit the moon. NASA didn't uh, start observing the moon till 2005. <laughs> that's what I. That's what stuck out to me here, and and I want to know what I. I didn't really get into to the weeds too deep here, but I want to know what they mean by observing, because obviously we've been paying attention to it because they. Unless this is open admission that like, hey, we just soundstaged the whole previous landing. Maybe they're just like, eh, we sent some people up there. We got what we need. Who cares? And then mm-hmm. they just kind of were like, we we know what the deal is with this thing. We don't. Maybe they were yeah. observing us specifically for a, a reason, like meteor strikes. Oh yeah, they probably had like an excuse to look at mm-hmm. it again or yeah. something. Yeah, but that that made it on the list here because I was really thrown off by that 2005 thing. I was like, that's so that crazy. Was weird. You yeah. think they'd yeah. have like one telescope in like mm-hmm. NASA that's always just looking at the moon at all times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you never know what's going on up there. All right, uh, the number one song in the land is mm-hmm. Ballad of the Berets. Green Berets, yes, again. Still? Uh, it is. Come on. Yeah. In 1966, it became a major hit, reaching number one for five weeks on Billboard's Hot 100. It was also a crossover, reaching number one on Billboard's Easy Listening Chart and number two on the country. Big, big hit. People love this yeah. thing. The song was written by then Staff Sergeant Barry Sadler, the demo of the song was produced in a small studio at Fort Liberty. Sadler recorded the song and 11 other tunes in New York in December of 1965. The song and the album, Ballads of the Green Berets, were released in January 1966. And they performed the song on the television uh, January 30th, 1966 on the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, all right. So now we also have some birthdays. Some birthdays. Nice. Uh, Love them birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yep. St. Patrick's Day, 1902. Bobby Jones. Uh, golf like one of the first like really big successful golfers in the, in 1919 Nat King Cole it also listed it listed him as you know musician and singer and uh TV host and I looked there was the Nat mm. King Cole show which was a musical variety show from 56 to 57 wow that sounds cool idea. yeah 1942 John Wayne Gacy uh, <laughs> okay. okay 1949 okay. for those who uh were listening last week uh, we talked about this guy, Patrick Duffy. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Too much, actually. Yeah. 1951, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. 55, Gary Sinise. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 1961, Sam Bowie. Basketball player. He was drafted uh, before yeah. Michael Jordan. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. very good college basketball player. Really, actually, exceptional college basketball player, but he's most known for uh, being the pick before Michael Jordan. 1964, Rob Lowe. 1967, Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yep. Current owner of NWA Wrestling. Oh, really? Is he really? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah, and I've now twice supposed to go to shows. Uh, and the first time COVID hit, and then the second time, wherever they were holding it, the restrictions were like a little bit tighter than like a normal venue. And so they couldn't let in as many people. And so they had to cancel my ticket like mm. the day of. Oh, really? So they were like a bunch of people bought tickets and they're like, well, we can't have everybody. And so they just like, yeah, like randomly exactly, like people yeah. not to let in. Yeah. And it's and like they only sell like 150 tickets to their shows at the time. Wow. Like it's not a lot because they, they film it on like a PBS uh, type place, uh, hmm. PBS studio type thing. But anyway, 1972, Mia Ham, 92, John Boyega. And in 1997, uh, Katie Ledecky, who uh, is probably the greatest women swimmer of all time. Yeah. Now, you can celebrate any of those birthdays 
Uh, you can celebrate Derek's daughter's birthday or any of your friends and family if they have them, or just the 58th anniversary of this episode. Um, but obviously celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. You don't really need a reason. Yeah. Uh, also, because of St. Patrick's Day, it's also National Corn Beef and Cabbage Day. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And it also kicks off American Chocolate Week. Oh, mm. yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Chocolate so, Week. Mm-hmm, yeah, so you get a whole week to celebrate and enjoy chocolate, uh, but only here in America because it's American Chocolate Week. No, nobody else can do it. True. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, American now, chocolate's very different than chocolate the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's insanely sweet. That's true. Yeah. I kind of like a little bit more of a like a subtle chocolate. You know, that's pretty nice. Sweet chocolate's not bad. I mean, I can't complain. I like chocolate no matter the kind. I agree. Now, your birthday numbers this week are 3, 17, 19, 66, reveal a life path number of six. Represents justice, nurturing, and responsibility. You said that in the most disappointed way possible. Who, me? Yeah. You're like, life path number of six. Well, I mean, like, in the last few weeks, so we have, like, you know, we've been finding 22s and 33s and stuff. It's kind of crazy stuff. Uh, so just a plain old six. Meh. Re- represents justice, nurturing, and responsibility. <laughs> represents justice. justice. This is like Batman. Yeah. Uh, yes. Batman. Yeah. And then uh, he says great compassion and seeks to be a service to others. Mm. Yeah. It hey, sounds like speaking Batman. Speaking of Batman, we didn't get any uh, fictional birthdays, did we? Katie no, was, there was, like Mr. Yeah, Freeze's birthday or something. No, Bruce was, Wayne's there, birthday. There was nothing good this week. Oh, nothing good yeah. says nothing. You. Uh, so. Uh, June 13th, 1926, Paul Lind. Oh. Yeah. And uh, he is a life path number of two. Two. Okay. Romantic and business partnerships, the family and yep. friendships. These yep. bonds are the most valuable things in life to a person uh, with number two. They thrive in being part of a team and will do everything in their power to make it a happy, easy, and successful union. They're incredibly mm-hmm. giving and do well at creating long-lasting connections with others. Yeah. Everything besides playing a doctor on the monsters, apparently, because he only wanted to do it twice. So uh, that is uh, a wrap on this week's factoid. Never mind. I'll just jump my chair and uh, recline. I'm good. Oh, my God, Keith, you prematurely reclined. Oh, that's going to throw off the system. Those hands are going to do when they suit us up. Yeah, we're already yeah. moving down the hands. I'm getting poked in the eyes and the nose in the tunnel oh. of love here, and I'm it's driving me nuts. Yep, and it's tickling me as usual, but in all the different places. But the scent of candy corn keeps me going as we get down to the bottom. <laughs> no, it still <laughs> smells like candy corn down here. Yeah, well, it's brought to us by candy corn. It's true. And we meet. We meet. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say made it too and reached at the same time and it came out as meached. We have meached the Skuma X Dome. Naming rates still TBD. Um, if you're out there. Not, not a lot of time left. You probably get a really good deal on it at this point. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. getting to the point where we'll take anything for the naming rights for the Skuma X Dome. Yep. Uh, but we should saunter our ways over to the the, the ship, the vessel, the the kit, the thing that <laughs> the, the the little dinghy raft. I don't know what it is. Uh, the scooter, the yacht. I don't know. Something Terry just kind of put together like B.A. Baracus uh, in 18. Yes. just It looks just like Mr. T 
Uh, oh yeah, it's got a, I, I painted his face on it. Um, it's got a mohawk. Yeah. Well, because it's so extreme that I, I really wanted to. Oh, yeah. incorporate I thought that. you were gonna say it at least just looked like the eighteen van, that black van with the red stripe on it. But nope, it, it looks like Mister T. Of, it's like oh, Mister T. Better. And what do they call that? Like the masthead? Um, it's Mister T, like on the. Oh the man, that oh, yes. that would be a very intimidating pirate ship. <laughs> could you imagine seeing that That'd ship? Be awesome. Coming all, down all on the, you. All the chains and stuff could come down on like the entire front of the of the boat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Use yeah. those anchors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got two buff arms carved out of wood coming from each side. <laughs> oh, how cool would that be? Oh, it'd be amazing. You punch other ships by like curving into them. I love that. I wish we had that. Instead, we just got a ship that looks kind of like Mr. T. Yeah. yeah. I got as mm-hmm. close as I could. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's just say I'm not the artist, so <laughs> that's all right. Because it still does the trick, and Terry's going to give us an additional 2.75 miles out into international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba X. All right, so this episode was directed by Gene Reynolds. We've talked about him before. He also Mm. directed the episode Just Another Pretty Face, where Herman turns into a totally normal-looking guy. Hmm. All right. Last time we discussed him, we talked about how he was one of the driving forces behind the creation of MASH. Um, mm, that's he right. One, he like kind of like MASH man. Pro- the MASH man himself. Yes. He had people. He, he, pro- <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he kind of like spearheaded the, the pilot and got a lot of the writers on board and stuff. Yeah. But uh, he's done a little bit of everything. He's an actor, a writer, a producer, along with being a director. Um, he's acted in a lot of movies from the 30s and 40s. Then he switched to TV, and then he kind of switched also to more behind-the-scenes stuff with directing and producing. Uh, his biggest recurring credit was 74 episodes of My Three Sons, uh, and, of course, he directed a bunch of MASH episodes and Hogan's Heroes. Those are probably his three not- most notable ones. Mm-hmm. We got a couple writers that you may recognize, uh, Joe Conley and Bob Mosher. Oh, God, yeah. I don't really need to talk Never about these guys. Um we both we all we all know that their their claim to fame is creating Leave It to Beaver, um, and of course producing one of Keith's favorite films, Major Pain. Uh, <laughs> they're also the original founding members of the Beaver Squad um, for both of those things. And without them, we probably wouldn't have the Munsters because they produced every single episode of the show as well. So let's give them a warm thank you, a round of applause. We really appreciate it. Yay! Um, good job, you two. Mm-hmm. Give him the old Monster Hunter salute as we keep diving. <laughs> Big middle finger. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just traditional. It's not like an insult. That's just how we do that. Here. Yep. That's our salute. Yeah. Um, so we have some guest stars for this episode. <laughs> uh, I may have wrote these before I realized how little uh, time we get with a couple of these people, but either way. <laughs> You will, uh... I, yeah, there's two people I can't believe that they are listed <laughs> even as being in the episode. It's... I didn't really. Are, uh... they the, are they okay? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll we'll talk about them when we they show up. But let's just say I probably didn't need to bother with a couple of people on this. But I wrote it out, so we're going to talk about everybody. Dang it! Um, so we got John Abbott as Doctor Victor Frankenstein the Fourth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we got Forrest Lewis as motel manager. <laughs> <laughs> we have Helen Cleave as manager's wife. Oh boy, yeah, they pivotal, pivotal. Yes, I, I won't yeah. tell you which one uh, is the most is prominent in this episode, <laughs> but let's just say two of them have a much lesser roles. 
Yes. So John Abbott has 167 acting credits on IMDb from 1931 to 1984. He's known for his thin, bony facial features. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his deep rolling voice mm-hmm. and for playing authority figures. Oh, he was yeah. Very well too. known in very well known in England for uh, in the 1930s for being a prominent Shakespearean actor. Oh, um, he's also been in a bunch of stuff uh, like movies and things. There was a movie called The Gorilla Man. Uh, mm. It doesn't really actually have anything to do with gorillas. Oh, lame. as far as I could tell. Yeah, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, this is boring. It's just like your classic World War II thriller. Uh, there's The Cry of the Werewolf, which ooh, that's mm. not more interesting. Does it have anything uh, do with crying or werewolves? Oh, there's so many tears no. in the trailer. Oh, man. <laughs> no werewolves, though. Weird. No. Oh. Uh, a lot of la- a lot of laughing and no werewolves. Yeah, there's a bunch of joy. Everybody's partying. Apparently, it's a murder mystery involving a werewolf. Uh, oh. There's a woman. She's the daughter of a werewolf, so I guess she's inherited the curse. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. she's the killer. I just have to assume. Maybe I'm wrong. That might be just judgmental of me to be thinking that, though. So maybe you should edit that out, uh, Derek. Maybe. Hmm. It could be rude to their werewolf or werewolf listeners out there. Okay. Um, well, I'll I'll put a warning beforehand. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the vampire's ghost, which is uh, about a bar owner in Africa who is secretly a vampire, but he's tired hmm. of his immortal life. So that's pretty much the premise of that. We also got to see him play Doctor Frankenstein in a movie called Slapstick of Another Kind, where he plays Frankenstein for some reason. Uh, I guess the premise of this is that aliens are magically, they magically impregnate a woman to give birth to twins. And these twins are supposed to serve as advisors to the world. Um, when they're born, the dad looks upon them with shock and horror. He's like, no, no, these can't be mine. Uh, so-and-so must have ordered these. And then he hilariously backs up and falls out a window into some sort of sludge pit. Um, <laughs> The full movie is on YouTube. Um, if you guys are curious, I couldn't be asked to really watch it. Uh, I did skim through, of course. And I think the children, they're kind of like adult people, but they use like forced perspective to make them look like children. Um, so that's always fun. There's a scene where they're throwing spaghetti at a bunch of people who are watching them. Um, so that was great, too. And it also stars everyone's favorite comedic actor, Jerry Lewis. So, oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> Can't be that bad then, right? If he's in mm. it, um, no way it can be bad. No, I, yeah, it's probably worse than we thought. Now, um, so we got Forrest Lewis. Uh, he's got 114 acting credits on IMDb from 1943 to 1973. He played Officer Kelly in uh, the two original Flubber movies back in the day, and he also played Officer Kelly in a movie called Shaggy Dog, which I think we talked about. We have talked about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. What that was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Derek we talked dog. about Shaggy Dog. We have <laughs> yep, yep, French fried taters, <laughs> French fried Shaggy Dog. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're in the same universe, Shaggy Dog and Flubber. There was like a <laughs> we can only hope. Yep, he played Officer Kelly in all of those. So I, oh, I'd well, love that's to see the, like the one thread that ties all those Disney movies together. Yes, he's like the Nick Fury, Officer mm-hmm. Kelly. I'd love to see Shaggy Dog versus Flubber. <laughs> I don't know who would win that. Well, it, it starts like that, but then they end up teaming up to stop, uh, you know, yeah. somebody to destroy Earth. And Whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, actually a horror film. It's like Alien versus Predator, but Shaggy mm-hmm. Dog versus Flubber. Requiem. 
<laughs> or something like yeah, like origins. <laughs> uh he's been in a couple like more monster-esque movies, like the there's the thing that couldn't die, mm. which is about a it's like a psychic young woman. She helps like her family dig up this mysterious crate because she's getting strange signals from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does try to warn them that not she sh- they shouldn't dig it because there's something evil buried there. But of course they decide to dig it anyways. They always and, dig it when you're not supposed to dig it. Yes. I mean, Don't you could tell this. I'm going to dig what I want to dig. If I hear someone tell me not to dig something that makes me want to dig it like five times more, because... at least five times more. You can't tell me. You can't tell me nothing. Tell me to dig it. I'm not digging nothing. You say, fine, don't dig it. And I go, oh, give me a show. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone tells me to dig it, then I'm going to be like, I don't know yeah. about that. that. Can I you dig a... it? No, no. I <laughs> yeah, I can't dig it. <laughs> fine, then you can't dig it. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, wait, what? Dig. Oh. <laughs> give me that. Yeah, come here. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig with my bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'll scoop that derp up with my bare hands. That derp. Um. <laughs> <laughs> derp, 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 derp. <laughs> uh, so, of course, inside of the crate is a living head. <laughs> oh, a living head? Yes, and oh. it's a, it's the living head of a devil worshiper. Oh, okay. It makes yeah, sense. Obviously. I mean, I that's probably that. Rhaegar's power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was buried down there for like 400 years, so he's probably not doing mm. too good. Um, but now he's back. He's doing evil things. <laughs> Apparently, every woman who looks him in the eye becomes a slave to him. Every what man, head? yeah, the <laughs> head, yeah. Uh, Every I've been, man, I've been, who... been been there, done that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every man who looks him in the eyes becomes a monstrous murderer. Um, yeah, if you think that's bad, you'll never guess what happens <laughs> next. Uh, they find another crate there. On the oh <laughs> no! Is it another oh. head? <laughs> Let me guess. It's his feet. Hey, oh, Keith, you're close. It's a living body with no head. Oh, no. <laughs> so, of course, the body goes around carrying the disembodied head in its hand. Very creepy. Um, and honestly, I was like, this premise is amazing. I love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I like we'll half become... of it. I like the head in the box. It's still alive. That's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine the uh, like seven. If like, what's in the box? And then, <laughs> yeah. the living head of a Satanist. <laughs> Trapped for 400 years. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect this. I just stuck it up in the desert. Whoa. <laughs> and then Brad Pitt, that's why he shoots him. Yeah. He opens, a box. Like... He opens a box. Hey there, how you doing? Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm starting to see why he went with all these deadly sin things. This guy's a Satanist guy. Yeah, kind of yeah. Hmm, interesting. All connects. Um, seemed like pretty awesome. He was also in The Monster of Hydrus Blancus. Um, okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm, which is basically the creature from Black Lagoon, but ripped off. Uh, the thing well, looks. There'll be the like White him. Lagoon, right? Or Whitewater. <laughs> Hydrus Blancus. Blanca. Mm. That's white, right? Oh. Mm. Yes. Well, it takes place on like a coastal town. Mm. So uh, it's like a, a fishing village um, where a lighthouse keeper has been feeding the beast uh, in secret. Uh, however, the creature's hunger grows beyond what the lighthouse keeper can feed, mm. and it starts killing people. Uh, it, 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 that happens so so often. Yep, God, you can't yeah. trust those lighthouse keepers. Yeah, no. they're not going to tell you whether they're feeding this monster until it's too late. <laughs> well, one, they're not going to tell you they're a monster until yeah. it's 
it's too late, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and, they yeah. can never feed it enough. They never yeah. do. They never do. They, it's like a one fish is fine. No, this beast is going to need more than one fish. Let's not be stingy. My mother-in-law likes to put, uh, she likes, you know, any scraps and stuff she puts out for the the animals in, in mm-hmm. her neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I keep telling her, like, you never know. One of these times they're going to turn on you. They're going to yeah. come back and, you know. Their hunger's going to grow too big. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your so. mother-in-law puts food scraps out for the neighborhood animals? I, like, I've seen her put out, like, a whole loaf of bread before. Just like on the porch, it was gonna. Nah, she'll throw it further back from her lawn. But like, <laughs> but like squirrels, squirrels, squirrels do bring her stuff also. Oh, oh really? Gosh. She's like, yeah, they, they will come and animals. drop. They'll come and drop stuff off, like put little things they found in the yard and stuff, and drop them off. It's it's that part's kind of cool. cool. But for the most part, though, yeah, she does. She'll put not right by the door, but she'll like just like throw stuff out there. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as long as she just keeps doing it, if she forgets one day, I feel like those animals are going to lose it. Yeah, then the hunger will uh, yep, you exactly. know, overtake them. And because mm-hmm. yeah. in this movie, apparently, uh, decapitated corpses start popping up. Uh, and so I guess I assume the monster is eating people's heads off. But I don't really know. Um, but maybe that's what killed uh, the Satanist from the other movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's also a universe. I don't know. Um, or maybe that's what Uncle Gilbert is doing in his free time. <laughs> getting fed by lighthouse keepers this isn't enough starts eating people that would that that would redeem him in my eyes i think <laughs> and finally uh we have helen klebe um and we've actually seen her before she was in underground monster where spot runs away into the sewers she one of the two old it. ladies when he pops out of the thing yep yep i think her credit was like old woman or something uh oh no she she was first woman sorry she was first woman <laughs> mm. she got she got an upgrade with actual classic role yes yes first woman she was in the movie Fitz Willie which we've talked about and we have um, and, we have mentioned Fitz Willie in the past yep you know, so I guess you know what the trailer says is true Fitz Willie does strike again um, <laughs> he's constantly striking <laughs> that motherfucker and I'll get Fitz Willie if it's the last thing I do mm-hmm. uh. She did 12 episodes of the Red Skeleton Hour. Um, okay. which was her her biggest reoccurring role, though, was in something called The Waltons. Have you guys heard of this? I do oh. know The Waltons. You yes. guys know The Waltons. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. some giant show that I... It was just... a giant show, yeah. Was it? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was before Derek and my time as well, but then yeah, reruns yeah. happened and... Yeah, it had... What's his face from... Um, who was the main guy in The Waltons? He was also in Bonanza and, and uh, The Angel Show. Uh, Michael Landon. Michael Landon. Well, she was in 66 of 212 episodes of the. Well, that's a pretty good run. That's a couple yeah. seasons worth. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, it's about a family in West Virginia or somewhere in Virginia. I don't know if that's what I added the West Virginia. I don't know if that's true. Uh, she has a uh, lot. There's lots of drama, lots of trials. Uh, it goes through like the Great Depression, World War II, um, all sorts of stuff. The clip on IMDb was just like a clip, a scene from one of, from one of the episodes. It was like an assistant principal of a school just delivering some books into a classroom where the substitute substitute teacher is just sitting there. He offers her a full time job. She's not sure. She's got three kids. She's very busy. They kind of flirt with each other a little bit, um, and he's like, "Well, you know, I didn't have to bring these books to you. You know, someone else could have easily have done it." Like, kind of proving that he didn't have. He kind of went out of his way to go see her. I guess. They smile at each other. 
he leaves. She opens up a book and finds out he's married somehow. I don't really know what's in that book. <laughs> Why she has a book of just like listing out who's married and who's not. But it's all very suspicious. Uh, lots of love triangles, it seems, and stuff. So, yeah. You know, on that note, uh, before we start developing any love triangles down here, we probably start <laughs> heading to the surface. <laughs> you know, at a, maybe like a, I would say, you know, love triangles they're not the biggest threat to the crew but you know we don't want that extra drama so let's just head up at a uh slow to mellow pace terry did you say slow to mellow pace yes 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 of course yeah i thought i thought as much well i do nothing slowly or mellowly (laughs) (laughs) and portraits of words on my part it seems (laughs) yes and me and my demon partner down here, Kersnasnik. Um, Who? Uh, Kersnasnik. Oh, Kersnasnik. Uh, that's the demon I make out with when we're down here, usually. Mm, yeah. Right. I've sensed um, a little tension down there. Yeah. I was like, there yeah. has been some tension because I found out recently that Kersnasnik was also making out with uh, Gersnagabug. Gersnagabug. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Man. Another demon sense. down here. Uh, <laughs> and I am not getting involved in any love triangles. So. So you're put down the ultimatum. Kersnasnik's got to uh, choose between yeah, you. Yeah, Kersnasnik and... said, you know, I, I look, I, I, I am uh, Polly, and I said, no, nope, I got, I got <laughs> to get out of here. Yeah, Can't do enough. it. I am a one demon guy. So I mm. launched yeah. myself. Got, yeah, well, only one demon is enough. Yeah, one demon. Yeah, uh, that's all I can handle is one demon. Um, I mean, I still love my wife and everything, but. Oh, I come sure. down. Every, <laughs> every man is allowed to have one demon. Right? One demon, like, yeah. Like yeah. when we before we got married, we were like, oh, we could make a list of of uh, uh, creatures or entities that if we cross, <laughs> uh, you get a hall pass on. And I uh-huh. said, demon was on my list. Number one, okay. she uh-huh. had vampire and things that don't exist. Right? It's like, oh, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> silly. I put demon and angel on there because those are the, the most likely to exist. Um, and so yeah, anyway, I don't think she expected you to get a job of. Yeah. So often we go down. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Derek's never going to be. What's he going to be at the gates of hell all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's almost like you planned this huh. or something. It's like you specifically sought this out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, maybe as, as, as soon as she approved it, he's like, "All right, now yeah. let's start making a That's plan." That's for the courts to decide. Yeah, but and then right. uh, you know, as time went by, he finally found us to you know put together a school. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Almost twenty years later, I I became part of a three person podcast that journeys down to the the gates of hell um, for mm-hmm. this explicit reason. Uh, but yeah, so whatever. Uh, I, I'm I'm back up. I'm up here. Uh, I had to get away from Kersnasky. I think it was I can't remember what they are. What demon's name is was Gobble Uker. So, yeah, Gobble. It was gobble. too much. Bob yeah. Uker. I think is what you, you said. <laughs> I think that that's correct. Um, so I'm up here with Prime Rib. Um, Ooh. and we've been a little bit all over the place with the Prime Rib, and I thought let's get back to basics and i got a turkey prime rib okay uh, <laughs> basics yeah <laughs> mm. yep, so sense. you know how they have turkey ham and turkey bacon and turkey bologna and turkey hot dogs yeah i was pleasantly surprised to find out that there's turkey prime rib it's got the rich 
beefy flavor of prime rib, but only okay. one third less fat. So it's like healthy prime rib. Well, not particularly. It's just got <laughs> one third less fat, just chock full oh. of sugar to <laughs> offset the oh, like, good. If you don't have the fat, then where's the flavor come from? So right. Yeah, we gotta replace it with something. Yeah, just inject that turkey with a bunch of sugar. And it's injected with sugar and other various artificial seasonings, <clears throat> liquid smoke and whatnot, but it's up here perfectly <laughs> cooked and ready for consumption. Sounds delicious. I'm I, um, I hope you're into this thing. It. Yeah. Back to basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're, yeah. You know, we get a little crazy with the prime rib once in a while, which it's always fun to experiment with prime rib, but yeah. sometimes you got to remind yourself what prime rib is really about. Let's go back to <laughs> it. Tis the good old fashioned turkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that season is two. <laughs> and Ooh, we're on episode 26. Like <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. for, man. It's, it's pretty good, V. I like to hear. A visit from Johan. Are you guys ready to rock and roll? Ready to do this? Yes. Got a big mouthful of turkey prime rib. They are um, ready. <laughs> I call like what's snacking? Rib. Wait, prime, what you call perky rib? Perky, yeah, prime turkey, perky. <laughs> oh, okay. P U R. I thought it was I thought it was not one of your demons. No what? perky rib. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, time rib. Yeah, time rib. Turkey prime rib. <laughs> well, I was thinking it was prime oh. rib. They, they, I was thinking uh, it was prime rib, but when you ate it, uh, you could travel in time. It was. That's oh, yeah. And what what time is it? It's time rib time. Yeah. yeah. You go back uh, in time, steal somebody else's prime rib and bring it back to your time. And yep. you boy, the time rib really threw a curveball at me. <laughs> My brain could not assemble that the reverse portmanteau of prime and turkey. Nobody, no, no, nothing tastes sweeter than a prime rib you've stolen from others from back in time and brought back to your time. Just knowing that they're disappointed that theirs is gone and that oh. you have it all for yourself. Mm-hmm. When a time it should not be, it's like a paradox. Oh, there's nothing sweeter than that. You know what I like to do? I like to give somebody prime rib and then send instructions back in time and they'll have the prime rib in front of them. And then all of a sudden the prime rib will get eaten before they, they go to slice off a piece and it gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The bite marks like, start appearing on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that sheer terror and surprise on their face. Yeah. Oh, God. It is. It is. Yeah. It, so fulfilling. It is fulfilling. You're right. That's the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> oh, season two, episode 26, a visit from Johan. Gents, episode 26 out of 32. That means we have 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Six left after this. Wow. And I counted that out loud on my fingers for everyone to know. Mm-hmm. I believe Terry could have done that pretty easy with the uh, extra toes. Law. Yeah. Weird. True. I was doing it along with you. Teach toe. <laughs> Please stop with the toe talk. Uh, is <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Come on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Keith mm-hmm. previously mentioned that. At, at, least, at least time rib didn't mean like prime rib of toes. You know, that would have been nasty. What? <laughs> what are we talking about now? So now th- this is we- we've gone. We yes. the rails have been removed. We, there weren't even rails to be on to begin with, because this some bitch came out March seventeenth, nineteen sixty six, and it removed all the rails. It's true. Uh, no rails to have. And when I sat crisscross applesauce on a distant planet, uh, that I was the sole mm-hmm. 
human inhabitant of. Yep, we're still on the rails now. This is good. Yep, yep. back on the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I transported myself here to this planet where I climbed up onto a table and sat crisscross applesauce <laughs> and then transported myself back further, uh, well, back in time, further away from my original corporeal being. Um mm-hmm. Way far away. Uh, and when I went back there, I saw this. Herman's evening is interrupted by a long-distance phone call from Dr. Victor Frankenstein, the fourth, the great-grandson of the scientist who created him. It's succinct yeah. and makes sense. It doesn't really give you... I guess it leaves oh. you with mystery. Like You're like, okay, well, what does he want? He doesn't tell you. I, I kind of like yes. that. Peaks interest. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested in this background you know, of uh, you know, meeting... Uh, Somebody who's related to the guy who built Herman. Yeah. Some, some interesting stuff there. Yeah. Very interested until I saw that it gets a 7.2 on IMDb, <laughs> which is one of the lower scoring monster episodes. Mm-hmm. True. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. And this one starts out with the phone ringing at night. So the premise uh, as described, is paying off already. Yes. <laughs> has begun. The race <laughs> It was right on the money. Herman and Grandpa, they're racing to answer it like two teenagers living in the era of, of pre-cell phones. Same house, no cell phone, single phone line. Oh, boy. If you didn't mm-hmm. grow up in those days, you didn't live. Particularly <laughs> if you had a, a sister. <laughs> phone rings. It's mine. Oh, Jesus yep. Christ. Yep. Nobody can listen in on you. You know, nope. someone pick up the phone. You get get off the line. I'm on the I phone. I can hear you breathing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Grandpa knocks Herman down the stairs. Herman tumbles down and uh, his head goes crashing through the front door. His face and head have replaced the door knocker. Great. Did he? Because the, the, the one part of the door knocker is still in his hand. And before it was like a, a lion or a gargoyle or something. Did, did he swallow the rest of it? <laughs> That's a good possibility because he's got the knocker in his mouth. Yeah. He must and, have eaten and it. And he's not just like spitting it out or anything. I was mm-hmm. wondering if it was you know lodged in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they didn't think of. They didn't consider that when they were made this episode. There's no, there's a lot of things they didn't. Consider let's put the knocker in his mouth. That'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna been a whole episode about yeah, like giving him the like CPR <laughs> and whatnot, trying to push this thing out of his or it's like what, not sarcophagus. What is it? Esophagus? A trachea. It's lodged in his trachea. trachea. Yeah, yeah got to figure out. Got to do like throat surgery to get. There that could have been lodged in his esophagus. There's two tubes there. One to the tummy and one to the lungies. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's like half and half. Like, Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, he's replaced the door knocker. Grandpa answers the phone. Guess what? All that worked for nothing. It is for Herman. Oh, Dang. yes, he's in, but he's out. I'll get him. <laughs> no. Grandpa brings the phone all the way over to Herman. Yeah, it's going to be a long cord. A very long cord. Herman comes back in. He's like, oh, a call from Germany. Dr. Frankenstein. And then Grandpa says he's been dead since 1832, but take it anyways. Yeah, I mean, it could be literally like a ghost or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's the great-grandchild of Dr. Frankenstein. And Dr. Frankenstein is who made Herman what he is today. Well, great. Anyways, this Dr. Frankenstein is coming to the U.S. And he wants to meet up because he has something that might be of interest to Herman. And then they hang up. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. D- doesn't even wait to find out if Herman's going to be around, if Mm-mm. he's got maybe something else going on that week, uh, an live? address, maybe. Yeah. 
very vague, like kind of. Well, I mean, if he got his phone number, he already knows where he lives, I guess. But maybe he's from uh, Germany, though. Like he's got to figure out how to navigate the California coasts and such. Ain't easy. And we always assume in, say, mm. California. But this episode, there'll be a reason why I'll question it later. Mm, okay. So he hangs up, and then we follow Doctor Victor, Victor, Doctor Victor. I almost say von Frankenstein, Victor von Doom. <laughs> I wish it was von Doom. <laughs> he walks over, and there's a sheet on a table, and it's covering something. And I was really hoping for a bride of Frankenstein. Oh, that would be a great twist on it. Wow, I can't mm-hmm. believe they didn't do that. I've got a surprise for you. Like, he doesn't know that Herman's married and has a family and kids and mm-hmm. stuff. He just knows that he's a Frankenstein's monster living in the States. It's like, oh, I got you. And it's like, just like a smoking hot babe. Yeah. And then they finally mm-hmm. give like Lily and Nick. Yeah. But like, she is jealous of this thing. That would be mm-hmm. a good episode. Wow. It's not that. It's an alternative Herman named <laughs> Johan. <Yes. sighs> Also played yeah. by Fred Gwynn, and Johan is a prehistoric acting ape man. I don't know. It's can yeah. the canned audience is stunned. Yeah. Stunned. <laughs> I can't believe what they're seeing. No gasps aplenty. Well, maybe that's because they're like. So there were three different people who looked just like Herman that they used the head for. Like yes, I I'm very confused. There's like, be more running around. I feel like he mentions later that yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of these yeah. guys. But like <laughs> he found all these bodies uh, available that like were close enough in relation that like Charlie and the Johan and Herman are all they all look basically exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an episode where they tried to recreate the thing and it was really just like zapping somebody's head with lightning and turned them into Herman. So That's maybe true. it just doesn't matter. No, what yeah. You look like. yeah, it doesn't even matter what you just put the parts in a pile and zip with lightning. Yeah. <laughs> they form Herman for some reason. Yeah. But we get the big reveal, and then we get the banger. We return from the banger, and Grandpa and Herman are at the breakfast table. Got to get that out of the way quick. We we get a small recap, and then Grandpa's like, well, what did you tell Lily about the call? I didn't tell Lily shit. I talked to Dr. Frankenstein Uh again this morning, and he told me this morning not to tell anyone before they meet. He's in the States. He didn't tell him that previously. So Herman could be like, I got the weirdest fucking phone call from the great grandson mm-hmm. of Dr. Victor yes. Frankenstein, the guy that made me that he said he's got a surprise. He's coming to the States. That's all. Ugh, why wouldn't he say that? I mean, also, like, how quickly did this guy get did this guy get to the States? Like, it's not like just the next day and he suddenly was there and and at a hotel and all because they eat dinner around that other table all the time. He could have just brought it up and be like, I got this crazy call in the middle. Of- Did you guys hear me fall down the stairs or grandpa <laughs> yeah, pushed me down the stairs during night? Yeah. Why like, is there I got a this call. The yeah. Why Where'd is our door yeah. knocker go? <laughs> I think they, well, Herman falls in that thing enough or like pushes his hand through the, the door enough that I, maybe they don't question that part uh, very often. But yeah, he could have been like, we got this crazy call. Grandpa can't keep a secret. He would have told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a, like what's the why can't you tell because that would ruin the plot of this episode yes also like i he says don't go telling anybody like okay so if he tells lily what's she gonna do like run out and 
tell the newspaper yeah, or something I mean, and yeah, yeah, I don't know, what, the whole thing what's no. the big secret for it? yeah what's he like trying yeah. to hide that's like my mom will send me a, like a text or if i'm talking to her and if there's like she's heard something like you know somebody's expecting a child or something like that and they haven't told anybody else yet they've only told a small handful of people she'll tell me she goes but you know we're really not supposed to be telling anybody first <laughs> of all i'm like well mom you just told me after they told you not to tell anybody but also who the hell am i gonna tell like <laughs> Who would it make sense for me to tell any of this information? That's kind of the same vibe I got there. Like, you know, you're you're already reaching out to a Frankenstein's monster in the first place. Whatever the surprise is, pretty sure that guy's keeping it under lock and key for you. Like, yes. Yes. You are the type of monster that bears my last name. Please don't <laughs> yeah. tell anyone. Yeah, I mean, we're basically we're basically you know related. You can't. Yeah. Call, you can't name what I am without saying your, your name. Like, yeah, like I am <laughs> linked to you. Like, just like, <laughs> which is almost like deeper than a blood. Like, yeah, it is. He is God to the sky. He is. He is the great grandson <laughs> of God. Yeah. It's like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, too. He is Jesus, too, to this term. <laughs> Basically, that would be kind of a fun episode too. If Herman's yeah. really excited about it, you know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a good a good show would be Jesus too. <laughs> well, I'd watch that as well. Jesus well, Herman Jr. says he's gonna go visit Jesus too on his way to work today. <laughs> Lily comes chasing Eddie into the kitchen. Eddie has curlers on his ears. Get those curlers off your ears. Eddie said he he's afraid no one was going to notice him with plain pointed ears. There's some conversation here. And I totally zoned out because it's a pointless part of the scene. Like, yes. And it's the entire thing. Oh. I don't know. Herman says he's going to work. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> like, I don't know Basically. what else happened. Lily's like, make sure you ask off for Friday because we have, yes. we're going to happy Valley lodge or something. That, like that. I did get that. Cause okay. Herman's like, I'm off to work. And Lily's like, don't forget to ask Mr. Gaben to leave early on Friday. And Herman's like, why? She's like, why? <laughs> Don't you remember yeah. we're going to Happy Fun Town Lodge? Just the two of us. And I'm like, oh my God, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. And I yep. don't even need to watch the rest of the episode at this point. I knew it. I'm just like, oh God. Anyway, they're doing something they've never done before in this show. And it just happens to coincide at the same time an exact double for Herman will be in the United States. Yep. yep. It's but it's also gonna be rainy too. And wet as fuck, just like their second honeymoon. Flip wet? to well, mm-hmm. it's rainy and wet. That's right? true. That's true. Flip to a hotel. Johan is eating a chair. Classic awesome. Johan. I really liked watching him eat a chair. <laughs> and it was a very rubbery chair, too. I didn't notice it was bending and flopping in uh, all weird ways. Dr. Frankenstein's like, hey. This is a respectable hotel. Don't eat the furniture. Johan gets angry. Dr. Frankenstein happens to have a lit torch and he tells him <laughs> to back off. He chases awesome. him into yeah. a closet. I like yeah. the back and forth um, POVs of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like waving the torch. and Yeah. He's acting a lot like old Frank, like the old Frankenstein movie where he's like scared of fire and yeah, just like talking and grunts and such. Yes. Now, uh, let's go back real fast to the very first time we see this Dr. Frankenstein. He has his back to the camera mm-hmm. and then he turns 
and I felt like it was supposed to be a big reveal. This was mm-hmm. back in the phone call. Like he's got his okay. back to the camera. Mm-hmm. And Herman's like, hello. And then he turns around and we see him. And I'm like, is this somebody? I don't I don't know who this is. The canned audience didn't react in any way whatsoever. Yeah, whatever. I yeah, didn't know if he was like a Frankenstein actor or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm, no, well, he played Dr. Frankenstein in that slapstick of space. Mm-hmm. But that was until like 1984. True. Or something like that. True. So uh, let's see what happens. Herman knocks on the door. We get our opening clip. Mr. Munster, Dr. Frankenstein, I presume. Uh, the classic line oh, being the, used. The canned audience went nuts for that one. Oh, God, they sure did. Gee, Doc, is it safe? Totally safe. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein gets the torch, chases him back out of the closet. Herman I do thinks, like Herman's reaction to his like self. Like he's like, yeah. oh, and he gets all scared. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely scared of yeah. himself. Well, especially because whatever that weird jacket that Johan's wearing. Yeah. He thinks like he's her. He does think he's handsome though, but True. not much on small talk. Dr. Frankenstein assumes that Herman is curious where he found Johan. He's like, Well, yeah. Faces like mine mm-hmm. don't grow on trees, god damn it. Apparently, great uh, grandfather, doc, great grandfather, Doctor Frankenstein, perfected Herman. But before that, ate a few misses, and I guess yep. one was Johan, one was Charlie. Oh, there's probably some more little brown around out there. Must be. They just recently discovered Johan uh, living in the woods on the old Frankenstein estate. He was terribly uncivilized, frightening mm. maidens, and terrifying the populace. Herman's like, I did a bit of that before I got married. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. He, apparently, he'd been out there for a hundred some years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one had ever caught him or wrangled him or anything. Dr. Frankenstein says, civilization has helped refine Herman and knock off the rough edges. Herman's like, oh, want me to go knock the rough, rough edges off <laughs> him in the closet? I'll, you know. He's going to go beat up Johan? Yeah. Give him a knuckle sandwich. Dr. Frankenstein's like, no, shoot. I just, not, not, nothing, nothing is real. I just want you to take him home and expose him <laughs> to a proper family and shit. And Herman's like, oh, that's a great idea. It's almost like he's trying to like pawn him off on Herman. I, mm-hmm. I almost like the angle better. He's like, I just need to yeah. get rid of this guy. Give him her, give him to Herman. That's yeah. originally kind of what I was thinking was like, that's what was going on. Like, uh, no, I want you to take him home. Show him like he was going to like bolt and get out of there. <laughs> yeah, just get the fuck out. Herman's like, I could do that. Dr. Frankenstein's like, oh, don't tell your wife because that would ruin the experiment and this episode. So instead, <laughs> Herman's just going to take him home, throw him in the dungeon, slop on some old charm. Ooh, Dr. Frankenstein then stands up and telepathically speaks to Johan. What the heck? Exactly. He puts his like his, his nubby little fingers, I assume he's missing fingers, onto his mm-hmm. forehead. He's like, Johan, Johan, come out and behave and blah, blah, blah. Johan comes out. He's all nice. Dr. Frankenstein explains his telepathic hypnosis, and it won't last long. I'm like, oh, God. Why didn't he just oh, do that when Johan was eating the chair? Yes. Yeah. Or at any other time. What do you need the torches for? He likes it. Power. Yeah. Herman says, yeah, hey, we'll be fine. They leave. Fade too. Grandpa and Herman, they have Johan strapped to slab in the dungeon. Johan's out of control. He's dressed like Herman, and he's a stunt double. Yes, yes. It's close. It's kind of mm-hmm. close. Stunt, stunt double finally getting some some uh, good love here. Well, he fell stunt. down the stairs earlier. Mm-hmm. And True. now he gets to pretend to be Herman. 
But when they do like face on, it's Fred Gwynn. But when it's from the side, it's uh, usually the stunt double. Unless they do like the the few times they do the camera trick where they record them and they flip it and butt everywhere. Herman does the Dr. Frankenstein telepath thing with his hand on his head, telling Johan, Johan, Johan to calm down. He I does. guess everybody can do this. Everybody can yes. just use the tele, tele, telepathy to like control Johan. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to know that that's an option, and then it works. Yes. If you know mm. you can, if you know it's possible to do, and you do it, then you're good. Yep. You don't have to be like an X Men or Life Path number <laughs> three. You can just. Oh, he <laughs> totally does do the the what's it McAvey. Uh, I'm going to be uh, Professor X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. He yes. He puts does. The hand up. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Inspiration from this episode, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. Now it's time to continue the reading lesson. So Herman pulls out a children's book. Look, look, look. Look and see John run. Run, run, run. Now you try. It's Tim Allen. It's Tim Allen inspiration. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, definitely. They probably got Fred Gwynn to record that noise. I I imagine... uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor's based off of Johan. And uh, <laughs> what was their guy's name? Uh, oh, I don't remember. The Binford mm. Tool Helper that mm-hmm. hosted like sidekick Family guy. Feud. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what his He's name was. He's based off a of grandpa. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can and see then it. the other guy that lived next door. Um, yeah, he peeks over the fence all the time. Over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. He's based on Spot. Clearly Spot. That's definitely a Spot. Yeah. Yes. So we've done this. Grandpa's like, great, but I don't think he's ready for the Harvard debate team. Nope, sure isn't. Herman thinks the clothes are nice right off the racket. Salvation Army. Herman notices the time by holding up an hourglass. It's five after one. Oh, no. Herman promised he'd go give Dr. Frankenstein an update on Johan. Clearly, Herman doesn't work anymore. It's it's five after one in the afternoon, yeah. right? Well, also, he took off early for work that day. Yeah. Well, also he when he does first go to the hotel mm-hmm. uh, to meet him, he says he's going to go on his way to work, and mm-hmm. Lily hands him that lunchbox. When he gets there, he does not have a lunchbox anymore. Mm. So oh. maybe maybe he switched it up and he's on his way home already or something. He or... left it in the car. Could have. Well, maybe yeah. But but then he takes he, he clearly didn't take Johan to work with him. He's going to stuff him in oh, a locker. That'd so, be a great episode though. <laughs> so he had to take him home. So Herman cutting on a work um, to deal with the Johan or whatever. So grandpa continues. He's like, I gotta go. And then grandpa continues the lessons. Cut to Herman exiting the dungeon. There's that keep out sign there again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lily and Marilyn come running up. Yes. Like, what urgently. the fuck were you doing in there? <laughs> You've been in the dungeon for like three days. What are you doing in there? You don't go to work. You don't eat. You don't sleep. What are you doing in there? Herman? Lots of grunts and groans coming from the yeah. dungeon. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, oh, there's so much grunting. You and Grandpa in the dungeon alone yeah. with grunts and groans. I oh, think I know he, why they're worried. Is he, is, he is he even using those pills again? Hmm. Yeah. Herman's like, oh, I've had a sore throat. And Grandpa made me some cough syrup. And I've been gargling. Hmm. Yep. Bye-bye. Herman's like, all right, I'm out. And he tries to leave. He's like, no, no, no. Now where are you going? I'm going to see the doctor. Yeah, that's it. The doctor. He's not lying. It's just Ooh. not the doc. It's not Dr. Dudley. It's Dr. Frankenstein. Yep. And then Lily reminds him, hey, remember, come home early. We're going for the weekend. Yes, dear. Lily and Marilyn go to pack. 
cut two. Grandpa in the dungeon reading to Johan. Run, run, run. (laughs) Grandpa gets frustrated. He's like, you suck at this. I'm going to go upstairs and watch Life Can Be Wonderful. Don't move. Grandpa leaves. Cut two. Grandpa on the couch and the show is finishing up. That was Life Can Be Wonderful. Grandpa's pissed. He's like, two divorces, a bus accident, two broken homes, and some suicides. Nothing interesting ever happens on this show anymore. Like, my God, that's an action-packed hour right there. I wonder what he wants from it. I don't know. (laughs) There's so much going on. It's like, oh, not enough. You want, like, friendly, like, you know, meetups at to go eat dinner and stuff like that. Is that what he's expecting? I don't know. I'm curious. Like, does he want a more extreme? I think he wanted like, you know, pestilence and uh, pestilence. Yeah. And uh, with natural disasters, things like that, probably the four horsemen, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Famine, pestilence, war. uh, War. What's the other guy? It's a death. Death's the other one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He wants all those four. And he got one of them. Right with the suicides, but true. <laughs> Didn't get there three. Um, yeah. Grandpa pissed off at the show, so he gets up to see if there's any chopped liver lizards for a snack in the freezer. Ugh. As he's walking away, cartoon time comes onto the TV. <laughs> Johan pokes his head up from the dungeon. Canned audience shocked and surprised at this. Yeah, they freaked out. Oh God. <gasps> How could you be shocked at that? I don't know. <laughs> they clearly have never seen anything in their lives prior to this. Johan comes up and he starts messing with a lamp. He loves like, like, lamp. Sorry. What what kind of show like would it be if Johan just stayed where he was and like did nothing? Like, exactly. like you didn't want to go see him. Were they like expecting to follow grandpa to go eat chopped livers? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, oh, as soon as I went to cartoon time, I was like, oh, Johan's going to come up and then he's going to sit and watch the cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he would learn some more language by sitting there suddenly, like watching the cartoons suddenly would have him like speaking more. But those cartoons don't talk, though. They're just yeah. like the dog and the thing hitting each other. Yeah. But Johan comes up. He finds a lamp. He loves the lamp. He does. He's like, this is great. And then he pulls the cord. It turns on. He freaks out. He smashes the lamp. No longer loves the lamp. No longer loves lamp. Canned audience loves that, though. They're like, they, oh, yes. <laughs> he smashed a <the> lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Johan, here's the cartoons. And they calm him down. So he sits down to watch the cartoons. Now, remember, Johan dressed like Herman. Watching cartoons like Herman in mm-hmm. walks Lily. Oh, there you are. Why are you watching TV? You know, we're going away for the weekend. Grunting. It's like, oh, well, what's your problem? <laughs> Lily turns <laughs> off the TV. Johan howls like gorilla. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're awfully bad mood. And you're laryngitis, blah, 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 blah. You can rest in the car and I'll drive. I'm like, because that's my first thought. I'm like, is Johan going to be forced to drive and then he gets in a terrible wreck? No. Yeah. Lily's going to drive. Johan just needs to sit there. So Lily grabs Johan and drags him out the front door, but before he can leave, oh, he's grunting too. Oh, I know. I know it was your favorite program. Blah, blah, blah. Out the front door, Grandpa and Marilyn come running up. Grandpa's like, where are you going? <laughs> Marilyn's like, oh, yeah, they're going to the Sybaris for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, do you know what the Sybaris is? 
no, that not. might be a Chicago land thing too. It is a hotel designed specifically for romantic getaways. You can oh. get like a seven hundred dollar room a oh, night that has dang. a swimming pool I, in it. I think Derek's saying that a lot nicer than it, what? I don't. I think I. I don't think it was for romantic getaways. I think it was. No, that's for hookups. Specifically, what? No, you wouldn't. If you were going, Cyprus is very expensive. So if you were going there for just a hookup, mm-mm, no, yeah. it was like uh, you would you'd get a room for the weekend and you would have a hotel, uh, a pool in your room, right? Oh, that's a water slide cool. and stuff like that. Now right? a slide. They mm-hmm. used to and they used to have these commercials on late night. Mm-hmm. And every time Cyprus. I saw them, I was like. I should get some friends together. We go rent a room and we have (laughs) (laughs) the Sybaris, the hot hot tub, the pool, the slide. It'd be great. You get a sauna in your room. You get all this, these amenities in your room and Uh just, just in your room. Uh, Yeah. No, yeah. It's not like uh, the no tell motel. This is like this is a weekend getaway because it's expensive as shit. Uh, But they're going to the Sybaris and grandpa's like, oh yeah. And like, we'll be back on Monday and, have a great time. We'll take care of everything here. Commercial break. Thank God. But it took us like 16 minutes to get to this commercial break. That's true. It's a little longer than usual. That's for sure. Yeah, there's not much left in this episode. Fade from the commercial break to Lily and Johan driving. Lily's like, blah, 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 blah. Travel agents, second honeymoons. She's just talking up a storm. Herman doesn't say anything. Johan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Herman doesn't say anything because he's not there. It's <laughs> Johan. He and doesn't he's, say anything. Can't make any noise because he's sucking his sucking thumb. away on his thumb. And especially the second time, like he's when he switches, really it, when he switches to the thumb. other thumb, it just was very disturbing. Oh, yeah. yeah that second suck, though, man. Yes. Oh, man. The the canned audience was there was a dude that was digging that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Sucking like a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Johan's sucking his thumb, and then he says, "Look, look, look, run, run, run." Well, it's like, <laughs> fine, don't talk, keep save your voice, and he switches his thumb and he keeps on sucking. Fade two. <laughs> He's gone from suck. Mega Maid's gone from suck to blue. <laughs> Fade two. Herman. Returning home from work, shrug, I guess, because he wasn't going to work. He was going to Dr. Frankenstein's, but yeah, he's coming I guess back he gave with him the them. update. Yeah, we don't really see what the what, mm. what he said to Frankenstein. Herman comes back with a lunchbox, though, and a newspaper. Hmm. Uh, everybody, hmm. I'm home. No one's around. So Herman plops down on the couch, reads the paper. Grandpa walks in and sees the trap door open. Sees Herman sitting there. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing over here? <laughs> Herman grunts. Herman, er. Er. Grandpa gets a flaming torch out of the fireplace. <laughs> Get back to yeah. the dungeon. Burn, burn, burn. Scares him. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? That's no way. F- quote, for a self-respecting Republican <laughs> to act. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, Grandpa's like, oh, it is you, Herman. He's like, it is me. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, I thought you came a long way from run, run, run. He's like, ha you thought I was Johan. Like, he has to say that so people would mm-hmm. understand what's going on. <laughs> oh, he thought he was the other thing. Well, where is Johan? Grandpa's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you should probably sit down. Herman's like, I don't want to yeah. sit down. I want to know where Johan's is. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's like, oh, I'm going to break the news to you. 
he's fucking your wife. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Basically, yes. He, but Herman's like, he oh, that's Sibris no reason to sit down because just because Johan ran off for the weekend with my 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 wife, that dumb <laughs> old Dr. Frankenstein. Herman destroys the couch. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. I'll kill the, him. the audience goes nuts for this, too. They love yeah, that. They love it. Mm-hmm. They love an angry Herman destroying furniture. Yes. Promising to kill someone who didn't do anything. Well, I guess Dr. Frankenstein is a problem in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. They, he, they loved seeing to get destroyed, but it wasn't as big of a laugh when he was eating it. I feel like people should like that more. <laughs> Yeah. Johan eating chair, yeah. not that funny. Herman yeah. destroying Big a chair with his fist, hilarious. Something we've, something seen, we've seen a million times. times. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't seen Herman eat a chair yet. That's true. Still, still I'm haven't so seen happy it. to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe not. well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Fade two. Herman and Grandpa trying to make a phone call. Hello, operator. Emergency! Emergency! Grandpa. Where's the emergency? It's about to take place at the Happy Valley Lodge. What's the area code? I don't even know my own name. Herman is just out of control. He doesn't. Herman slows down. He hands the phone to Grandpa. The operator told me to put my daddy on, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. Yep. Grandpa wants to call the Happy Valley Lodge. Area code 416. Person to person. Lily Munster. Herman's frustrated that that rotten old Johan ran off with his wife and took his new fishing pole. (laughs) Herman starts smashing his head into the wall while Grandpa tries to talk on the phone. Canned audience loves this too. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the, especially if after a while, when you're if you're paying attention, like where he's really starting to make a dent. Yeah, he's fucking up that wall with his forehead. He's smashing his head in the wall. Grandpa can't hear. It's madness, is what I wrote. It is like a lot of noise and stuff, yelling. It was a chaos. It was chaos. Fade to the Happy Valley Lodge, and it's storming, and there's a dog jumping repeatedly against the fence. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought it was just like a still image. Nope. Uh, It was actual footage, and there was a dog Mm. out in the storm. (laughs) Lily is setting up. What was the area code again? 416. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Lily is setting up a nice romantic dinner for two. She gives she gives Johan some matches to light the candles. Somehow he figures out how to strike a match, and the fire yep. freaks him the fuck out, so he runs yes. and hides in the closet. Yep. yep. Lily wants Hermie to come out so they can have a romantic evening. Flip two. Grandpa's still on the phone. They're ringing, they're ringing you now. Herman wants the phone. Cut to Lily sitting on Johan's lap. lap. <laughs> Johan's lap. <laughs> Feeding him grops. Yeah. Uh, aren't they yummy? Yummy. Yummy. Run, run, run. <laughs> yeah, and this one from like her being annoyed with him earlier, like she's five, five yes. Yeah, yeah oh, she like, is fine. Very, very I've never exciting. seen you this coy before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The phone rings. Johan scared. He jumps yep. up, sends Lily flying to the ground. Johan hides in the closet again. Lily goes silly. And yep. then she answers the she's phone. She's smiling. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah he like, doesn't just drop her on the ground, though. He chucks her across the she, room, yeah. kind of. She got launched, right? Yeah. And yeah. she fell hard and he ran off. She's but she it. answers the phone. Hello. And that's when we get the following Ooh. clip. Hello. Hello, Lily. This is Herman. Herman? 
It can't be you on the phone because you're here in the closet. She says I'm in the closet. In the closet? Give me that phone, you big boob. You... Hey, hello. Hey, Lily Munster, this is your father. Now, here it is. Grandpa, is this some kind of joke? Yes, calling up here and imitating Herman. That, that, that was Herman's voice. You see, he's right here. Ha ha, very funny, Grandpa. But Herman is right here with me. And I don't want you bothering me anymore with your silly jokes. Whoopsie, you can come out now. <laughs> she loves that oh that giggle is great wow yeah it's kind of like when they were like flirting with each other when they're mm-hmm. welding it reminds yes. me of that like giddiness i am almost positive we've had almost that exact same exchange before of the herman's yeah not here that can't there, be herman because herman's here with me but was it herman or was it i feel like we've had that exchange before it was just, it was just been the charlie episode right that's the only other real time they could have done it i don't well no like maybe i don't know maybe it's a different setup yeah i'm trying to I, that doesn't sound familiar but it's kind of like just like generic like trope like yeah i don't know i'm sure we have yeah. they've had to have done it at some point I feel like that's very specific to something it but if you're not there then who's this or yeah something yeah else but here. she's just like i'm not buying it and why yeah. would you call up and say my full first and last name and then then say your father? Just <laughs> not be monster? Like, it's me, Grandpa Monster. Your yeah. father, <laughs> Dracula <laughs> Monster. <laughs> it's so dumb. So dumb. It's it's almost like they don't know how to talk on the phone. Maybe they never had phones before this, right? And they got them for this and like, I need to address you fully so you understand I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, you're, who else would you be talking yeah. to? You're on the phone. But Lily's like, I'm not falling for these jokes. I'm going to go get busy with that goofball in the closet. Now, from there, we fade to Dr. Frankenstein delighted to find out that Johan is rendezvousing with Lily at the (laughs) Sybaris. He's like, oh, this is an interesting twist I didn't expect. No, I get they went to find him, I guess. But like. If they're really worried about this, why aren't they why just going to the Happy Valley Lodge? Go there. They have multiple vehicles. Just go there. They could teleport, probably. Yeah, Grandpa yes. can at least get him to Kansas City or whatever it was. So I'm sure he could get them all out of the house, uh, you know, him and Herman out there. That made no sense that you wouldn't go just directly there. And instead, you just said, oh, let's go find, you know, Dr. Frankenstein first. Dr. Frankenstein. So they but they go there and Dr. Frankenstein's like, oh, they're getting it on in the Sybris. They must have got <laughs> the pool with the slide. Herman's like, you motherfucker, this isn't cricket. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Grandpa's like, Grandpa says, we agreed to smooth out the rough edges, but this is ridiculous. This is part of this is Grandpa's fault because he left Johan unattended mm-hmm. um, and he escaped. This is just like the time when the police walked out with Herman's body and Grandpa yes. just like went to go look out the window and stuff. Really? Monster, it's your father. <laughs> so yeah. Dr. Frankenstein then is like, all right. So he cracks his knuckles, shakes out his hands, 
It's like, I'm going to do that telepathic communication shit with my monster. Long distance. Johan. Johan. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. And Herman says the area code's 416. 416 is the Toronto area. It is, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. It's not in the United States. It's Toronto, another country. So then that leads me to think they're not in California. They must be in New York. Oh, maybe. But mm. they've driven, they've taken a train to the desert. Mm. I don't understand. That would also explain why they want, like, moving to Buffalo. Yeah. That would so they, explain They could lot, be yeah. either New York or... um if you're like in Cleveland, Pennsylvania, maybe Detroit's yeah. on the or Toronto's on the other side of the of the lake from Detroit, right? Yeah, uh, you have to you have to go up a little bit further. So like if you were coming around, like moving, like if they lived in like the Ohio Cleveland area, moving to Buffalo would make sense, and like that would also be like a drive where you went from there and up and be you know, yeah, handful it's hours. There. Yeah, it's Western New York, right, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't Montreal's on their side from Detroit, isn't it? I don't know. No, Montreal's even further. That's yeah, out by like yeah. Maine and stuff like that. There's but something yeah, on the other Tro- side of the lake from Detroit. It's, uh, Windsor. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yep. 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 Yeah. And it's it's actually a lot farther from Windsor to Toronto than than you would think because I did a road trip once up there and I was like, oh, it's just a quick you get over and you hit Windsor and then it's a very quick drive up to Toronto. It took a lot longer than I expected. Mm. Yeah. Well, Dr. Frankenstein's doing his long distance telepathy <clears throat> to the 416 area code. And all I could think of is, is various area code songs. Fade to Lily feeding Johan more grapes. Yeah. It's like, oh, aren't these yummy? Yum, 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 yum. And she's got the whole bunch like shoving in his mouth. Johan stops immediately and gets up and he must have got the call. So he crashes through the wall, then through another wall. Past our two amazing guests, <laughs> oh, two guest stars, guest stars it's, it's that are so at the nutty. desk of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Johan smashes past them and no. goes out the front wall of the hotel. They don't even it's, stop like, for a reaction, like where they like faint or pull their hair out. They just like walk right past these two that had to have been cut or something. Like these guys yeah, had I mean, to have had some bigger role in this, right? <laughs> if if the other lady wasn't somebody who had shown up as you know lady number one in a previous episode. I would have been like, these two won a contest. <laughs> <laughs> it's sending 50 box tops uh, yeah. from Triscuits brand crackers and get a chance to be in the Munsters. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They didn't say anything. Yeah, Camera didn't like, stop on them. Like a second, literally a second of those two standing there. And then it's yeah. like right past them. And they, I'm sure they got their residuals until they died shortly after this <laughs> they, episode they aired. They still be alive. I, I doubt it. Um, Johan blasts out of the hotel, smashes through th- three or four different walls, and he's on his way back to Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein is telling Johan to come back to him, come back, come to me, come to me. It's like, but I botched it. Then Johan smashes through the front door. And I'm like, holy fuck, the Sybaris is across the street. <laughs> yeah, he got there fast. <laughs> I mean, and, and his his arms out. He's like there to hug him, and it's kind yeah. of what it looks like. He's excited. Okay, I'm here. Yeah, maybe it's the same me. hotel. <laughs> that would maybe be crazy. Johan, you've returned. Herman says, "Ask him about my fishing pole." <laughs> and not not your wife, but the fishing pole. Then Lily comes running in behind him. 
did she follow on foot the whole way or did she drive? I'm and assuming we, she drove. And if she was driving, she would have been driving alongside this freaking <laughs> monster yeah, walking down the street. That would be I want a scene of that. Oh, her, her, me, get in the get car. In the car. <laughs> Come on, poopsie. Get in the get car. In the car. <laughs> Get the car. It's like I imagine like Johan just like sprinting like as fast as a car <laughs> yeah. can go. She's like on the high, he's on the highway running like, like 70 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. like it need like just do, yeah. like fast and furious style to keep it up with them. And, and they and they couldn't <laughs> show they couldn't cars. show it because they couldn't figure out how to edit uh one <laughs> fast fast speed camera work, uh, you know, sped up camera with than the car driving its normal speed, so they couldn't actually do it. It's like Yo, the hon. juggernaut running down the road. Oh, man. <laughs> stepped into the speed force, mm-hmm. and he's made it. Arms flailing wildly in front of him as he runs. Yep, yep. Well, he says, uh, how dare you run out on me? She grabs Johan by the lapels, just looking directly at him. She doesn't look in the room that she just ran into. She just sees uh, Johan that she thinks is Herman, Dr. Frankenstein says, take your hands off my creature. This creature is my husband, she says. <laughs> Herman says, no, this creature is your husband. Lily knows what she's seeing can't be true. No, I'm not going to get excited. I'm just going to I, 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 And then she runs. She sees Herman. She sees Johan. She freaks out. She runs into the closet. Her, the three men in the room run over to the closet door. Herman goes, Lily, get out of there right now. Like he's scolding her. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa says, please, Lily, open up. And Dr. Frankenstein says, come on, come out, madam. It is Johan's closet. <laughs> I did like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Final commercial break. Now, remember, the laugh riot that we've experienced up to this moment is coming to. It's been a crescendo up to this. Yes. It is going to be an explosion, explosion of hilarity. Yep. All to button up this 7.2 on IMDb episode. We come back from the final commercial break. Herman, Lily, Grandpa, Johan, and Dr. Frankenstein are in the Munsters living room. So they didn't hash it out there at the hotel. They're like, let's go back to our place. Nope. Yeah. I'll make some drinks and let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then we get, even though he's an exact, du- exact duplicate, of your husband, he's uncouth and uncivilized. Then Grandpa and Herman is like, "See that—that's what the, we were trying to train. We we secretly had a doppelganger of me, your husband Herman, in the basement that we wanted to teach to be civilized, but we dressed him exactly like me, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference once I left and you found Johan for our early leaving Friday rendezvous at the Sybaris." Yeah, and she's like, that all makes sense when you say it like that. She's like, oh, okay. I did think you were acting more stupid than usual last night, Lily says. <laughs> and Herman says, you're very perceptive. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein's like, you know what? It's probably best if, you know, we've been here in the United States for a couple days. I'm going to take Johan back to Germany and he can be tutored in private. But I do want to thank all of you for your help. You've been great. I love it. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for, uh, you know, teaching Johan to read. Thank you, Mrs. Munster, for making Johan a man. Okay. <laughs> the 
Johan says, run, run, run. And he gives a wink to Lily. Yeah. Yes. And he kind of like does it like Herman style, but really bad. Like, yes. He doesn't know how to wink, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a clear indication that the f- the grapes were post-coital. <laughs> uh, Dr. Oh, Frank no. and Johan leave. And to just, to just reiterate this fact, Grandpa and Lily get up and like, See you later. Bye-bye. And Lily goes, bye, Johan. For <laughs> what reason? Mm. Unknown, mm. other than they got busy. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. They turn around, and Herman's got that book. He's on the couch with and Grandpa's like, what are you doing, that first-grade reader? It's like, shucks. I just want to see how it turns out. See John and Jane play with the ball. Play, play, play. Herman gets up. He's laughing. He's reading the book. He loves it. Play, play, play. Look at John and Jane play. He leaves the room. Well, he goes, hmm. You think Dr. Frankenstein could have taken Herman and left Johan? Grandpa's like, nah. But honestly, there isn't much of a difference. Lily's eyes get (laughs) super wide. (laughs) Credits. Pretty good credit joke, I'd have to say. I liked it. I think that whole button is the indication that Lily and Johan did the deed. Mm-hmm. You must be right. I, I just thought it was funny that he was imitating Herman's wink, but I think I like, yeah, I think your reading is more right on. They're implying that something definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would explain why she was freaking out so much in the. And she was, she was wearing a nightgown there too. True. Well, yeah, and, and her eyes went wide because she's like, oh, she's going to have to check things on Herman later on. Yeah. See, if, if there was a, like a an alternative universe here that just spun off, you would think that she'd be like, well, why don't you just keep Johan around? Mm-hmm. Oh, because she can have yeah, double monsters. Yeah. Who knows? Oh. I don't know what Lily's into. <laughs> the twins. Yeah. Well. yeah. Anyway, there was season two, episode 26. A visit from Johan. What did you guys think? It's about what I expected. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I liked it. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I like the Johan stuff. I like seeing Fred Gwynn act like the Frankenstein's monster. Um, like more like classic style, I guess. And his, his like just repeating the run, run, run over and over again was just, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But it was, that was it, pretty good. Oh, he just run, kept doing that. Run, run, whatever that voice was he was doing. Yeah, it was it was just pretty good. I liked I think the biggest issue I have is the whole like keep it a secret from Lily for no real reason. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense to to do at all, which mm-hmm, is probably yeah. the biggest problem here is this was an easily solvable thing. Also, like maybe give him like I don't know, give him a different colored t shirt uh underneath the jacket. You know, just so you know the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything like that could have easily, you know, been set up. Also, now that we have the confusion of where do they actually live. True. True. There's a few parts that are okay in this, but overall, I mean, I wasn't I think also because we already saw Charlie once. I'm like, I don't need another I don't need another uh, you know, Fred Gwynn uh Herman clone. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of bored with that one. Like, could they have, like you guys said before, like, what if it was like a Bride of Frankenstein thing? And he's like, "What? Oh, wow!" Especially when he makes a comment about, "Well, I hope it's not something that uh, you know my yeah. wife wouldn't want me looking at." And all of a sudden, you know, this 
Bride of Frankenstein lady comes out. I mean, that would have been kind of cool. Um, but this just seemed like really kind of, you know, it, Charlie's the smart one of the, the super smart one of the three, and this was the super dumb version of the three, I guess. I, mm, yeah, Herman's yeah. somewhere in the middle between the two. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hate this episode. Oh, that's a I win. have hated many episodes. That's a win for the that's a win I for the monsters right there. This I didn't like it either. So oh, okay, it. I mean, it falls on yeah, like it's just it's not. I knew what was going to happen immediately as soon yeah. as the two things were mentioned. Here's a doppelganger of Herman. Hey, we're going away for a weekend. I'm like, okay, there's two things that exist. Well, one of them has existed already in this in the monsters. Uh, series of episodes, the doppelganger of Herman, but the going away on a couple's weekend has never happened before ever, and it's just one of those things. It's like it's too much going, it uh, uh, too too many uh happenstance, quinky dinks to whatever. It's just it. I, don't know, I, I didn't I didn't care for it much. There were things that were funny, like the fire and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have done this whole premise without, like, the weekend getaway. Like, like Herman was Herman kept saying how he he was going to work on the way there, and so all of a sudden, they, you know, he could have stopped by with Johan, and they would have, you know, somehow thought that he was Herman, and you know, get him stuck at 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 the uh, at the parlor or something like that for a bit. Something like that could have worked just the same without them going on this weird like mm-hmm. thing. But then we would have seen Lily like get like super schoolgirl. Uh, you know, crush type giggling and stuff like that, uh, you know, with, with Johan or the fact that they obviously, you know, banged it out. They did bang it out. And and the thing is, like, I, I think they had to go to a different location to to get it on because otherwise it would have, like, uh, ruined the sanctity of the marital bed or something like that in 1966, <laughs> right? They couldn't have. Yeah. They couldn't mm-hmm. have got busy in the Munster's household or Burger King bathroom. As Keith no. mentioned the one time, but whatever. <laughs> we know what we thought. What did the internet think? And we got two installments this week. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Coming in March 24th of 2019 from, holy shit, I got to pull it up close here. Um, Wilfred Schlendel. Okay. All one word, all lowercase. Title hilarious yes the area code is 418 dot 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 literal dots for 418 is also the wrong area code one of the best episodes 10 out of 10 101 found it helpful that's it that's it yes he has not watched very many episodes now there's the other one here from oh god june 16th 2017 the joe Bully, Joe Bully, 22. Mm-hmm. The J Cowboy. I'm sorry. The J oh, Cowboy, 22. Okay. Don't have my glasses on. Well, Johan pronounces his consonants very well. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Now, I said warning, spoilers. And I just oh. clicked it open, and it is a wall of text. Oh, wall God, of wow. text. Went beat through beat. Now, huh. here's the thing. The opening sentence is, I owned an ice cream store during the 1980s. Okay, we got it. He got to hear some of this. So I'm going to give it a chance. I haven't read a single line other than that. Is it like so, the, the, the the rental movie rental? I'm guy? hoping I'm hoping that's what it is. But we're going to find out. If it gets okay. to where it's just beat by beat, then I'll skip. Okay. 
I owned an ice cream store during the 1980s. I had some renovations done on my shop during the off season <laughs> by a by an African American man named Carl. He didn't say that. He also didn't use a slur, but it's like okay. a weird uh, assessment. Uh, he moved some cabinets and rewired my freezers for the upcoming summer season. I paid him handsomely and also gave him some free ice cream for his family. Six months later, Carl came in and asked me how I was doing, and I said, fine. I was happy to see him and tell him the freezers are working great, and I'm saving on the air conditioning costs. Carl looked puzzled, but I paid no attention to his confused facial expression. I asked Carl what he wanted. He ordered about $20 worth of ice cream. I was so pleased with his work he performed earlier. I said to him, it's on the house. Carl offered me money, but I wouldn't take it. Mm. A few days later, Carl came back to me earlier, came back to my store and said, how are the freezers working? He went on about not seeing me earlier. And I said, you were in here three days ago. Don't you remember? Carl said, that's impossible. I've been out of the country for three months and got home yesterday. I thought to myself, who was this other guy who is the spitting image of Carl? I asked Carl if he had a twin brother, and he answered emphatically, no. A clear case of a mistaken identity. This episode is oh. so absurd, <laughs> okay. so ridiculous, it worked for me. There are, there are time and space issues at the end of the episode, I don't know the distance between Dr. Frankenstein's hotel room and Happy Valley Lodge, but I'm sure Johan and Lily Munster broke all kinds of Olympic track in field records. Even if Lily drove alongside Johan on the way back (laughs) to the hotel, parking spaces would be a problem, but I have to convince myself it's only a television show. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Lily Munster, Yvonne DeCarlo. I don't know why people insist on doing this. Yeah, we know. Putting the putting the actor's name in parentheses. After. I don't understand why he starts with like a whole like <laughs> tale <laughs> about antidote. about how he how he assumed everyone looked the same. I have I have a sneaking suspicion, and I'll say it off mic. Lily Munster, hmm. Yvonne DiCarlo, is all excited about a romantic weekend at Happy Valley Lodge with husband Herman, Fred Gwynn. Herman receives a phone call from Dr. Frankenstein. Okay, now we're getting recap, 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 recap. I'm telling you, it's a lot of words on here. The good doctor brings over Johan. Yeah, who could go off so long it's, about this? Episode? It is a long Jeez. time. It is a lot of words. <laughs> uh, last sentence. The doctor begs Lily to come out of the closet. You can't stay in there. It's Johan's closet. One out of one found it helpful. Five out of ten. Five out of ten? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> this is the you know what? His, his review is about a five out of ten. Because that what? opening makes no sense to oh, talk about at all. I'm going to see if I can find an online word count. 628 words, 3,469 characters. It is a long... He wrote an essay. He did. He wrote an essay. Very long. Well, but there it was, 5 out of 10. So the balance is out. 10 out of 10, 10, 5 out of 10, 7.5. Makes <sighs> sense, yeah. I think that's more fair. <sighs> we did it. We have completed a season two episode 26 that leaves us with six remaining episodes all all directed by not ezra pound not emma stone and not not ezra Ezra miller Miller. (laughs) but um that guy who's like 
this, he's, I think his dad's a chemist or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Chemist yeah. would be able to tell us. Yeah. What, what's his, his name's like, uh, Cool Runnings or something like that. What's his name? Um, Johnny no, Cool. No fun. No, whatever. Is it, it, they're all by that guy. I'm sure they're all written by the same mm-hmm. person, too. Oh, it's probably Tibbles. Yeah. <clears throat> we did it. What's going to bring us back for these number one of the final six? Uh, can we find like a like another not like not a Herman uh, lookalike, but like is there? Can we get like a Grandpa lookalike or like a, oh, maybe yeah. a Lily a Lily uh, lookalike something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. fun. I'd like that. Um, I want to see like what other furniture that Fred Gwynn can deconstruct by eating. Mm, nice. Like maybe like a bed. I don't know. <laughs> couch would be kind of cool. Grandfather clock. Grandfather, mm. yes, yes. I mean, they have one in the Munster's house. Like maybe they next do? episode, he just do they open up the first like scene. It's just him just devouring it. The birds like right, no way, no yeah. way. And he's like, please no. And then yeah, Herman eats it all. Uh, I, I hope that's <laughs> what happens. Yeah, Herman eats the bird who never more. Yep. yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Right. That's a great episode idea. Herman eats uh-huh. a clock. Yeah, eat the Herman eats a clock. Great. Mm-hmm. When we get back, there's all these extra episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I want to see? Well, probably gonna need like a big character swing from somebody else. Oh, I'm, really? Okay. I I'm thinking Grandpa's gonna really f- finally flesh out like who he is, why Ooh. he is, mm. why why he, he is? D- why he is, what he does. We only got six yeah. episodes left. We need to really start. Ching, 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 just like smashing it at home. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to get a bolo tie. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yep. And a fancy belt buckle. And we're oh, going to see wow. Grandpa coming in. He's going to have his thumbs behind that belt buckle. He's yep. be like, no, I'll wear it too. Nope. Or no. Nope. Right, just no. a bolo tie, a giant belt buckle, no boots, no hat. Uh, th- they're implied. They're definitely implied. And they're like, Grandpa, what'd you do with your hat? He's like, oh, don't worry about my hat. Check out my new belt buckle. And he'll, he'll like jiggle his hips and it'll shine <laughs> in the sun. Uh, maybe Spot eats it. Oh, um, that's a great episode mm, idea. Because yeah. there's so much more like storytelling possibilities now that he's got this get up. Like, belt yeah, buckle. That, <laughs> he's got- yeah. What happened? He's got to like clean it. You know, maybe he got a little dirty. So he's got to shine oh, the belt buckle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Bolo that tie idea. gets a little bit loose. He's got to tighten it back up. Or, or the strings. One strings on the right side is longer than the left side. He's got to straighten about the mirror. That's then that that's that's the whole that's the whole episode. Is <laughs> he keeps going back and forth. One too long. One side's too long. The other yep. side's too long. Yeah, <laughs> I would love forth, that. Back and He's forth. making a potion uh, so he can get it to work perfectly. <laughs> that's actually not bad. I like this. Yeah. It gets it gets a potion to make sure. That the bolo tie is always <laughs> the same length on either side. Oh, he's like one, uh, like uh, one spur from John Wayne's uh, cowboy boot. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of the the one? Uh, cow- yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's got all that. He's got. Okay. Uh, it's like a one man show episode with just Grandpa, like just the whole, the whole time. one scene, one location, like in the basement, and he's just trying to figure this bolo tie thing out. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, and it's black and white, so you can't even appreciate the big turquoise thing in the middle. Oh, is uh. the, 
<laughs> yeah, the, full yeah the whole episode's about trying to get the color just right, and yeah, you can't even tell the difference. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. A big hunk of turquoise. No one's even mentioned how turquoise it is. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that'll do it. Big swings from the characters. Yep. Uh, new doppelgangers. It's going to be amazing. And then Terry, oh, wants Herman to eat new things. <laughs> like <laughs> new furniture eaten. Oh, yes. man, we can only hope that the last six episodes live up to our hype. Then we can do a little bit of each. We could probably combine all those ideas into one episode. Oh, man, I can only hope. Uh, oh, it's Grandpa's doppelganger. That's how you tell him part because it once got a bolo tie. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. It shows yeah. up like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandpa gets jealous of it, kills him to take his stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there's, but just like there's a random, like one off uh, thing to like fill time where Herman's eating a chair. They're like arguing in in the foreground, and you look in the background, and Herman's just eating the clock, like just bit by bit. You know, they don't want to dress it. I love the idea of Grandpa get jealous because it reminds me of uh, the beginning of Return of the King when they they show you how Smeagol gets the ring and he doesn't his brother is I can't his brother's name is like Meagle or Weagle or something like that and it's his birthday it's like oh but it's mine and then Smeagol kills him and takes the ring right mm-hmm. yeah that's what grandpa's gonna do he's gonna get oh, jealous yeah. of the bow tie and then smash his skull in yeah. <laughs> uh, Lily Stop. Lily gets mad at and Herman because she doesn't think it's really a doppelganger and like sends him to sends him to bed without dinner and when she comes back up to the room he's in there like eating a chair herman's eating a chair i'm so hungry yeah. mm. you sent me to bed without dinner okay, he's, he's in he's in the bed just like chopping away on something mm-hmm. yeah. eating a pillow yeah oh but you know if we we could take some of the stuff from the previous episode he could be whittling it with his teeth like a beaver oh, oh yeah oh mm-hmm. that's such a great idea yes yes we need to do that she comes oh, he's, he's, like, he's he's whittled it down to look like a turkey leg or like a chicken, <laughs> you know uh some something else that they would eat and he's just like you know munching away at it yeah oh, that's, man, that's yeah. a great that's idea good. i love this this gonna be the best episode of the monsters ever i can't wait Boy, we did it. Six more episodes. You guys got anything to plug? Yeah. What? Whoa. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming if this is time right on the calendar, um, folks, uh, Derek and I used to do a show called the Pop Up Filmcast. Oh, my God. Uh, for a long time. And uh, I'm curating the best of the best out there. Uh, so if you look up Pop Up Filmcast, hmm. you'll find it. It's a Pop Up Filmcast reanimated. Uh, we're going to, I'm picking out like one movie at a time out of the near 300 that we did and uh you know it's gonna come out there uh yeah between weekly and every other week something like that oh wow that's yeah. yeah, come back you know i'm sure terry will be there because the the birth of this show is on one of those uh, episodes some you know it's on birth one of those of this show the birth of the monster hunters well the the idea that we started with oh um, is is on one of those episodes mm. yes uh where we talked about uh turbo teen <laughs> oh boy yeah and and that led to what we somehow did. that got yeah. us here. Yeah. Oh my god! I was telling somebody about that the other day, and I was like, I don't really remember how we landed on the monsters from Turbo <laughs> Team, <laughs> but somehow it yeah. happened. <laughs> I think we landed on the idea of doing a rewatch thing, and then it just we kept bouncing around ideas from there. But yeah, that that seems to be where it was. But uh, the Shooter's Cat, one of the best show uh, movies we ever did on in any of the episodes it's going to be the first one if you've never heard it before you're going to love it fall in love with the show uh all mm. over again and um yeah 
so, fall in love with it all over again. Oh my goodness. Yep. That's what Herb and Lily were trying to do at the Sybaris. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Terry? You got anything to plug? Um, no, go listen to the pop-up film cast. Run, run the real reanimated. Yeah. I'm oh, taking yeah. the best of my <laughs> yeah. well, um, each of our thoughts. Yeah, just like here was what uh what Mike thought of this movie. He's like convince all his just export just his audio track. We're just like playing <laughs> I mean one one of these days it's gonna be a plug of hiatus is over and uh, uh yeah, you know. think. yeah. Never know. I got nothing to plug though. I got absolutely nothing, but you know what I do have hmm. is a need to end this episode the way we end every episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with a prediction. I predict that eight and a half months from now, when we do our annual Stinkers of the Year show, that Slapstick of Another Kind, starring Jerry Lewis, <laughs> will win as the single worst movie of 1984. I may be wrong. <laughs> But I doubt it. This movie is shockingly bad. I never thought I would see Jerry Lewis, of all people, participate in such an insensitive and cruel comedy about deformed wow. children. But that's the case here with Lewis Whoa. and Edwin Kahn playing a couple of oversized, freakish twin children from another planet who are unintelligent when separated, but brilliant when joined in thought at their oversized foreheads. Here's a cheap, trashy scene, one of many late in the picture, when Madeline okay. Kahn attempts to rescue her alien brother who is receiving shock treatment at a boarding school. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.